You're listening to Character Tier Podcast with your host, Arthur and artist, Charday. Tune in for interviews, life discussions, stories, and entertainment. Visit characterteer.com and sign up for the monthly newsletter. Enjoy! From the south suburbs of Chicago, she attended Aurora University in Illinois and received a bachelor's in psychology with a minor in criminal justice. This anti-domestic violence advocate started a domestic violence blog that has over 110,000 views. It was included in the 100 domestic violence blogs on socialwork.net. She also started an NFL domestic violence petition that was featured on ESPNW.com. This self-published author, podcast host, and Christian blogger received her certification as a biblical life coach in April 2012. She is a mother of a 12-year-old son, Omari, and no, she is not single. She would describe herself as a passionate yet quiet God-fearing woman that loves to help others. Please welcome a special guest on Characters Here Podcast, Nicole Lofton. <laughs> thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. First of all, thank you for being the first interviewee on my podcast for season six. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I always have to start off with so people can get to know what was your upbringing like. Could you tell us what was your childhood like? Anything you remember as a kid, any sports you played in school? What was your childhood like? I did play sports, but not really. So mm-hmm. my childhood was basically, I was quiet. Like my childhood was quiet. <laughs> I was a very quiet child and I stayed to myself a lot mm-hmm. and I was very observant. And so mm-hmm. once I got into like, I would say the fourth grade, that's when I started getting into writing. That's when I first started writing poetry because that was how I expressed myself because I was so quiet. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was, you know, my only outlet. So um, I think in class one day it was, I don't know if it was like around Black History Month or something, but I know it, it must have been around Black History Month or something like that. And we had to research like a Black author or somebody. And so I ended up, I believe it was Langston Hughes because that's my one of my favorite poets, him and Maya Angelou. Yeah. And I had researched him and, and her, but I think I did my presentation on him. And ever since then, I was, you know, writing. And my cousin, she used to write poetry too, but it wasn't until, you know, I started reading about them and researching them and their history. And I started writing for them. So that's when I really started to get into like writing. I had my moments where I would try things, but the difference was like the softball, that was like a community. So it wasn't like school based. Once I became a teenager, I was still quiet, but I've always been like into writing and music and things like that. So fourth grade, we had to write a letter to the president at the time. Like everybody in the school has to write a letter to the president. And out of everybody in the school, my letter was chosen. Well, I was one of the ones, I think it might've been like three or four of us, but I was one of the ones where my letter got sent to the president. And then they sent like a little package back to me. And then that happened again when I was in high school around the time that um, the 9-11 attacks happened, we had to write. Um, in our class, our English class, 
I don't know if everybody in the school had to do it, but I know in our English class, our teacher was like really passionate about it. So he wanted us to write like our feelings, but write it in a letter to the president. And again, one of my my letter was one of the ones that was chosen to get sent to the White House. So it happened in fourth grade and it happened in high school. So that's when I kind of knew like, writing was really something that it was like more like a God-given talent than than pretty much anything you know it wasn't coming from me I was just I was young you know (laughs) but that was you know how I expressed myself so that was basically you know how my childhood was I mean I did grow up with both parents but you know there was you know some things that went on and some things that didn't go on and so just being quiet was you know, my best avenue. When you were saying that, I was like, that's my childhood because I was very quiet in school. I pretty much stayed to myself. Why did you study psychology and and minor in criminal justice? What was it about those majors? Well, if I'm being honest, I always wanted to go to college. I wanted to get away from home. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't wait (laughs) to get Mm -hmm. Like away from home, like I needed something different. I needed a new experience. So I always knew ever since I was little that I wanted to go to college. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I I really did. Like I wanted to study family law and um, psychology was brought to me um, my senior year of high school. I was, um What's it? It's weird because I want to say it was like our social studies teacher, but I don't know. Mm. I forgot what class it was, but we had two teachers in one class and they were hilarious. I don't even remember (laughs) why they talked together, but they talked together all the time and they were like the dynamic duo. So they would encourage all of us to study psychology. They were all like when it was time for us to go, you know, tell our, you know, our the academic advisor, when it was time for us to tell our academic advisor, you know, what we were going to study, they're like, tell me you're going to go to study psychology. So <laughs> honestly, that's why <laughs> like mm-hmm. that was my first day because they were so impactful. And I think a lot of us, they were so impactful on us. And we had such a great experience in that class that, you know, I was like, okay, because, you know, I really didn't know. I just said, yeah, I'm a major in psychology. And when I did my research with family law, you could study like psychology and, and, you know, it would bring it together like psychology and criminal justice. But once I started studying it for real in college, I was like, oh, this is me because I'm really into people. I'm really into understanding why people do the things they do and, you know, how things affect their lives, the things that happen in their childhood or just different experiences mm-hmm. and just a lot of other things. So it, it was definitely my arena once I started studying. And I was like, yeah, this is it. So I loved studying psychology. There was a point where I was going through a lot in college and only mm-hmm. I think I only had like two classes left but I was ready to give up like (laughs) I remember I was crying to my advisor and I had one of my friends with me my advisor was like Nicole you only have two classes for your major Mm -hmm. left and then you're done so why would you stop now and I was like it's just too much but it was just it was just a lot of stuff going on so I did finish of course you know but that's yeah that's definitely what made me study psychology. 
Would you say that just in what you learned in psychology and criminal justice, did it kind of like lead you into your positions, maybe into uh, domestic violence awareness and how you started your Christian blog? Or was, um, did it lead into that pathway? Some of my childhood experiences and the things that happened around me and my own domestic violence experience Mm -hmm. is what led me um, to that arena because, Mm -hmm. or area, because I didn't know what domestic violence was until after I went through it. And so I didn't, um, that was like 2007, 2008 when I had my experience with domestic violence and I was in grad school at that time because I wanted to be a counselor so I was in grad Mm -hmm. school at that time and so yeah that's what led me to that um as far as psychology goes or my Christian blog when I was younger my grandmother um she used to take me and my cousin to church not all the time but mm-hmm. just every once in a while um my parents didn't go to church so she was the only person in my life that I knew that went to church and she would talk to me about God and about but I was just young because she she passed mm-hmm. away when I was 11 so mm-hmm. I was young but I just remember I always held that with me and then when I was in high school when I was like 15 I think I ended up getting pregnant and I had to have an abortion. So like 15, 16. And uh, my father decided to start going to church because one of his co-workers was going to church. And so um, he would make me go like, no, you're going to go like you're going to go. And so mm-hmm. I would go with him. Plus, I was a daddy's girl. So, you know, but <laughs> I would go with him. I didn't want to at first, but I remember one day I went and they had an altar call, like, you know, if you want to come up to the altar. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and I was telling the lady, you know, I had an abortion and I was crying. And, you know, she was praying for me. And I remember out of all the people, um, the pastor, because it was a big church. It's still a big church. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest churches in in our area, but it's in Indiana. I remember he, you know, he looked at me and he was, you know, he had pointed at me and he asked me and my dad to come talk to him. And he was like, you know, come come in my office. And I remember he was talking to us and he gave me a statue of an angel. And I'll just Mm -hmm. never forget that. So from there, you know, I really you know, wanted to know God more. I really wanted to go know God more. So once I got into college, you know, I wasn't going to church, you know, anymore. And even in high school, I wasn't, you know, it was like my dad, we consistently went for a while mm-hmm. and then we didn't, you know, go anymore. And so I still, like once I got in college, I started, you know, reading the Bible on my own and just mm-hmm. praying and, and growing in faith. And I remember um, when my grandfather had passed away, um, because him and my grandmother, they passed away like um, 10 years apart. So I had decided that I wanted to get baptized. So that's when I told my dad, like, hey, I want to get baptized. So he went with me to get baptized. So that's kind of what started, I think, the journey. I think my grandmother was like planting seeds, but then my dad kind of you know, planted another seed. Mm-hmm. And then 
Mm. And then God, you know, just sealed the deal. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) That's absolutely amazing. And then just to speak more on, like, um, what you've done, like, you are a self-published author. How did you get into that avenue? And then podcasting. I always loved to write, but how I became an author was funny because I wasn't trying <laughs> to. I really, like, I just was writing one day. Like, my first story was um, about, like, a short story about teen domestic violence. Well, they call it teen dating violence because he said he loved me is my book. I was just writing one day. Like, I just started writing, and it's, I wrote it all on my phone. And then I just sent it to myself and I was letting like other people read it and they were like, oh, this is good. And then I just published it. Like it was no, it was horrible because it wasn't no, like the story was great, but it was no editing. So so people, you know, were kind of, some people were trying to, you know, in the reviews, like, oh, the grammar is terrible, this and that, but the book is good. And then, you know, like, yeah, but that's how I, and then like shortly after that, probably a couple of weeks or Probably in the same month, I wrote a devotional called the Women's Restoration Devotional. And um, that one I didn't write on my phone. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but yeah. And so then I just, I don't know, just I just started getting connecting with people. And um, one person that I connect with that does like book collaborations is... um, she goes by Nina Motivates. And um, I've done three, I've been a part of three of her book collaborations so far. So it's really been, it's really been awesome. It's been an outlet, you know, for me. And I was a part of another book collaboration as well. And I think still, I probably connected with them on Facebook too. I don't remember because I had been on their email list for so long and they were always like, they had like a series of books and it had been going on for like a couple of years. And I was saying, you know, one day I'm probably going to, you know, write to them and ask them how to be a part of it. And then Mm -hmm. I had got an email that they were, you know, launching a new book. So I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So from my domestic violence experience and me starting my blog, that's when things kind of connect because I started connecting with so many different people in so many different areas. Mm-hmm. And that kind of launched me into my purpose, I believe, yeah. or part of my purpose, you know, because yeah. I believe we can't have more than one. Oh, and well, we can yeah. have more than one assignment, but I believe yeah. we have one purpose. I know it's not everybody believes that, but that's just as oh. of lately, mm-hmm. that's the way, you know, has come to me. So um, I think that's definitely what, what kind of launched everything. Just it started just connecting me to so many people. Once I started my blog, it started getting so much attention. I don't know how, but it started getting so much attention. And then at one point I was trying to set up a cruise to to raise funds like a fundraiser to raise awareness for domestic violence and breast cancer and that you know opened up a whole it didn't happen I ended up having to cancel it mm-hmm. due to a personal issue but that that opened up the door to so many people like and then when I started the NFL domestic violence petition that opened the door like I ended up being able to speak to um Nicole Simpson's sister um, Denise oh. 
oh. on the phone. And it was, it was just, you know, it was just different highlights in my life where God really just started opening doors. And that's how I knew like, okay, because I'm not opening these doors. So that's how I knew like, this is connect. This is something that I'm supposed to be doing, like you know, advocating for domestic, well, anti-domestic violence advocate. But we say mm-hmm. domestic violence advocate, but really, is it should be anti-domestic violence advocate. But mm-hmm. you know, that's how I knew, like advocacy, and I also advocate for mental health too now. Mm-hmm. But you know that that's how I knew. But just from there just from that aspect or that one aspect it just opened up a lot of doors to be connected to so many different people and just being a life coach and just connecting with other people so I think that's kind of like what started it or what you know helped me know that hey you know you're meant to do something bigger greater like you're not just here to live life the way you want to you're not just here to do nothing like you know everybody is here for a reason everybody has a purpose in life and I feel like that's my biggest purpose is to let people know or help people understand like that they that everybody has a purpose and help them understand the connection between the things that they go through in life and their spiritual purpose so ultimately I believe that's my ultimate purpose is to do that and just now, th- during this interview, I'm like, yeah, I miss this. I miss talking to people. I miss hearing their stories. It's so oh, amazing. So I wanted to know, like, have you ever given someone some good advice or has someone ever given you some good advice? What was that advice? And what could you get, share with others on how to find their purpose? Uh, well, first, let me go back and answer, because I think I only answered half of your your last question because you asked me how did I get into podcasts so of course you were were one of the people of course that um got me into podcasts I did have my friend Alicia she had like um uh her and her husband have a business called the content house where they have a place where you could go create content and stuff so she um I remember she reached out to me and she was like, you know, I see all the things that you talk about, like on your Facebook statuses about domestic violence and stuff. I think you would have a good platform if you, you know, ventured out into podcasting. So, you know, I went there, but at the time I didn't really honestly have the money to, you know, to be able to afford, you know, their services or whatever. And then, you know, I met you and you would always tell me like, I think you would be good with podcasts. And I was like, I don't know. And then you would, you know, you would tell me often and then you started telling me about Anchor and I was listening to your podcast and I was like, oh, she's so dope. Like her podcast is beautiful. So then I just one day I just randomly decided to record an episode and then it went on from there. But I haven't recorded one in two years, shamelessly, but (laughs) I'm going to start back, you know, soon. And um, so that's how I got into podcasting. And then... um. As far as advice, it's really tricky to say this one, (laughs) but I have to be honest. So it wasn't advice about purpose, but somebody that I dated previously a long time ago Mm -hmm. 
I remember I was real down on myself. I was in my 20s, so this is like 2010. I remember mm-hmm. I was really down on myself. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I feel like I'm not doing anything. I feel like, you know, I have a child, but, you know, I wasn't working at the time. I don't think, and I had, you know, my child was experiencing some issues, so I was dealing with that. And I remember he told me, like, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Like you're only in your twenties. Most people don't even figure out what they want to do in life until they're in their thirties. And I, when I tell you that blessed me, I was like, because I never heard anybody say that before. And it really helped because it was like, okay, maybe I do still have time. Like, why am I, you know, acting like I don't have time? And so, you know, that was the best advice for me at that time, because Sometimes you can feel like you're not where you're supposed to be, but it's probably the exact place that you are supposed to be. It might be an uncomfortable place for you. It might not be the best place, but it's all tied into your purpose. So that's the advice that I would give to somebody. And I want people to know for the people who feel like they don't have a purpose or for people who are trying to understand what is my purpose, I would just let them know not to magnify the word purpose, Like I talked about how we magnify purpose, we magnify, you know, all these words that we hear and that we read, Mm -hmm. you know, purpose is simple. You know, it really is simple once you humble yourself, once you start growing in your relationship with God, you realize that you were born with purpose. Purpose is something that you were born with. You were born on purpose. Like he, he called you to be on earth on purpose because you're (laughs) here to serve a purpose I would encourage everybody to know that you are here to serve a purpose don't go through life just doing what you want to do because you're going to feel unfulfilled you're going to continue to feel unfulfilled in some area Mm -hmm. understand that it's a beautiful thing it might not whatever your purpose is it might not be easy getting there but it's a beautiful thing once you Mm -hmm. just once you realize what it is and once you start walking in it Mm -hmm. and some people are walking in it and don't even know you know purpose is simple it's something that you're born with we think it's got to be this big glamorous thing (laughs) oh you know and I think that really people dim their light because of that because it's like, oh, well, I don't, I'm not doing this big speaking engagement. I'm not on TV. I'm not a best-selling author. I'm not, you know, I, I don't have the money to do this thing. And it's like, God said that your gifts will make room for you and usher you into the presence of great men. So why, if if he said that you're, you know, if in the Bible it says, I don't want to say he said because there's different people that write in the Bible, but in the Bible, if it say, because I don't have the scripture next to me. So if it says in the Bible that your gifts will make room for you, then why wouldn't you use your gift? Like, why wouldn't you want to do it? Like, why would you do that? And that's where I'm at. And like, it took me this long <laughs> at 36, about to be 37. It took me this long to be like, you know what? Why aren't you utilizing your gifts the way that you know you're supposed to? Like, why are you holding yourself back? So many of us hold ourselves back because of fear, doubt, what other people say. And it don't matter. The only thing that matters is what God says. Right. So tap into your gift. He will surround you about around people that you need to be surrounded by. Mm-hmm. He will 
give you opportunity, open the doors of opportunity that, that are for you. Cause I don't, I'm not one of those people that believes every opportunity is for you. Right. But mm-hmm. he will let you know the opportunities that are for you. Like you will know, you will feel it in your spirit. You will know when mm-hmm. I should take, even if you feel a little anxious about it or whatever, you mm-hmm. will know. You know, and always pray about everything, but purpose is already inside of you. You just have to dig it up. You have to stop burying stuff, stop burying your hurt and your pain and your, you know, you know, your anxiousness and your anxiety and your fear. You have to stop covering it up with things. You have to dig out that stuff, start to heal and and walking in your purpose will help you heal because that's okay. what that's what it's doing for me is so tap mm-hmm. into those things that you've been in because you're gonna eventually you're gonna help somebody else who's went through that because yes. who better who better else to help them <clears throat> with the experience yes. because you've already been through that experience exactly. you know so who better else to help somebody everything mm-hmm. that we experienced we are now experts at that experience. Yes. And then yes. with the extra wisdom that God adds on to it, we are able to do it. Now, somebody else might have a similar experience to you, but both both of those experiences are unique. So the way that yes. the way that I would touch somebody versus the way somebody else will, it'll be different. Yes. You know, because our, our our gifts are unique to us. The body of Christ is more effective when we're all working together and we're oh. using our gifts accordingly. So if okay. you are a believer, then you, you know, you are called to something higher. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I would say. I don't know if it's if, if it was advice, but I, I think it started off as advice and went somewhere else. But, <laughs> it went to church <laughs> It's the truth. I, that's how I gained my confidence. Is because I allow God to work in my life. That's how I got to a point where I was satisfied. And it's so funny because if I was, you take me back to being in high school and I was to tell you what would make me happy when I become an adult, it would be, oh, I would have a big house, be married. Mm-hmm. It's like that same copy and paste story that they feel. Yeah. <laughs> and you think that's going to make you happy, but as you continue on with life, you realize trying to get either trying to get those things when they're not for you is a lot more uh damage it does more damage to you because one you're not happy going after it but you're trying to get something that you know you probably deep down don't want <laughs> right exactly it's, also, it's, it's a lot it's a lot and when you think about when, when I think about when I was 21 I didn't no, there was nothing in my head that would be ready for what's going on or what God has for me. And other people need to hear our stories. They need to hear yeah. how we went from A to B so they can know like, hey, if God did it for her or him, mm-hmm. he can do it for me too. You know, another thing oh. that I wanted to add was, and I still see a lot of people do it. But one thing that we have to stop doing as far as our talents and our gifts, whatever we want to call it, talents and gifts can be seen as different if you really want to be that deep. Because some people Uh. only consider, you know, some people only consider gifts as, oh, your spiritual gifts. I really don't. A a gift is a gift. Like your talent can be your gift. But some people get so deep with it, you know, but 
Yes. When it comes to our talents and kids, we have to stop putting them on hold until we get something else. And what I mean by that is that when I was in college, I told myself, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer and then I'm going to have a big house. I'm going to get married. And then after I do all of that, <laughs> then I'm going to go back and I'm going to be, I'm going to do my writing. I'm going to, you know, go to school for creative arts and I'm going to do this. And, and that would happen. I'm none of that. Like I'm not a lawyer, but I am a writer. You know, I have made music. You know, I don't profess to be, I don't profess to be like a singer, a great singer, but I get it for my healing, you know, and it's like, I'm a domestic violence advocate, like the stuff that I put on hold, that's what I'm doing now. And the things that I thought I was going to do until I, until, you know, before I did these things, it, it didn't even happen. So, like you say, your gifts will make room for you. And I think my story shows of how your gifts will make room for you. Because mm-hmm. when I started blogging, I didn't think that just blogging was going to, I'm I'm just one person. So I didn't think it was going <laughs> to, you know, open the doors to everything yeah. that is open the doors to. I didn't think I would be where I'm at now. And sometimes I do dim my light because I don't really talk about the things that I have accomplished or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But sometimes it, it helps to talk about it because it, it mm-hmm. makes you realize how God has really looked out for you, how he's opened mm-hmm. doors for you. I think if you if you have some kind of gift or talent or the urge to help people, you love helping people, you love charity, you sing, you paint like Charday does, you like you draw whatever it is. Why why are you putting it on hold until you get this, this special job or this? But that that could be the thing that catapults you. You can work a job and still do what you love to do you can still do that because mm-hmm. if you if you can put in that time to work a job you can put in that time to work your gift too and you <laughs> should be doing that because you don't know which one which one is gonna you know take you to a different place yeah that's true that is so, I'm so glad you said all of that because I couldn't agree anymore that is absolutely amazing Nicole. are you working on anything or anything coming up that you would like to share my podcast, Purpose Whispers, the season two is finally going to start soon. Yay. You know, I'm changing the format a little bit because mm-hmm. at first, when I first did it, it was just mostly just spiritual encouragement. But mm-hmm. um, it still will be that. But now I'm going to do um, interviews as well because, I, like I said earlier, I love to hear people's stories. Mm-hmm. I love 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 it and I've always wanted to interview people I actually used to do like from pain to purpose interviews on like a blog I had a long time ago and so I might start doing those too but um, you know working on my business so I've started blogging again because I last year was like definitely a low-key year for me I wasn't really doing much is that it's just focusing on myself and working and now you know God is like okay you know like let's 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 go now like so you know I started my blog again and Purpose Whispers is also my website too purposewhispers.com and um that's why you know I made a commitment this year that I would you know start blogging more 
I don't know. That's that's what I really want to do. That's really what I'm working on right now. I I might start um, my life coaching up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's those that that's just really what I'm working on right now. Okay, so now we're gonna go to the random questions. I'm ready. What's your favorite color? Oh, blue. What was your first job? I think it was at college. College was my first year of college at the um the um registrar's office it was my first job. What was your first uh album that you ever bought? Oh, I have no idea. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm getting old now. I <laughs> first album. TLC or somebody maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably like TLC or Maya or Monica because I love Monica. So it it was one of those. What it was definitely one of those. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Italian food. I don't know none mm-hmm. in particular. Just <laughs> that actually sounds really good right now. Any <laughs> pasta sounds good right now. <laughs> yes, I love pasta. <laughs> What is a word or a phrase that you say a lot that people would know instantly? That's Nicole. <laughs> I don't have time for that. It's like something that I say a lot. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't need to do that a lot. Or pain that purpose. Because I say pain oh, yeah. purpose a lot in, in almost mm-hmm. every conversation that I have with somebody, even my son. So, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? I want to go. Hawaii is my dream oh. vacation. So I want to go to Hawaii. I just want to experience it because it seems like it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I've heard good things about Hawaii. So I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. So that's like my dream destiny. Oh, my goodness. And this is the question that I ask everyone. Because it is called Character to your Podcast. If you could be any character from any movie, TV show, a cartoon, or a book, what character would you be and why? Winnie the Pooh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love Winnie the Pooh. I really don't know why, but I love <laughs> Winnie the Pooh because, well, he was always, Winnie was quiet, but he was always encouraging. He was always yeah. there for his friends. And I feel like that's how I am. So I yeah. definitely would be Winnie the Pooh. Oh my goodness. I love that. I have never heard <laughs> had that answer before. That's so precious. And then how can people reach you? Do you have email, social media, website? Yes, um, my website is purposewhispers.com. Um, my email is info at purposewhispers.com. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Nicole Sharice, N-I-C-O-L-E-C-H-E-R-E-S-E. On Facebook, um, Nicole C. Lofton or my business page, Coach Nicole Lofton, uh, facebook.com slash Coach Nicole Lofton. And on LinkedIn, it would be Nicole C. Lofton as well. So, yeah, that's how I can be reached. And my podcast is, is on Anchor, too. So it's Purpose Whispers. So I can be found on there. Yay. I'm so excited about you starting your podcast back up. I can't wait. 
I know, um, I think it was last month when you had posted a, a blog and I had received it in my email and I was like, oh my goodness, is this Nicole, Nicole? Yes, I know. <laughs> and it was been so long. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, I'm, I'm just so excited and happy that you are going to be coming back out with the beautiful gifts and talents that God has blessed you with. And I can't wait to indulge it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for this interview, Nicole. I enjoyed it so much. Y'all, please check out Nicole. Uh, her story is absolutely wonderful and beautiful. She extends up on it, even in her own project. So thank y'all for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Carrots is Here podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave a like and a review, and don't forget to share this episode. Visit CarrotsIsHere.com, and remember, don't be a stranger, be a character. Be a character. Be a character.